Hey guys, Abe Ovadia here. We're here for the podcast at the Work Comp. It's 2023. It's Tuesday. We're having a great time. I'm here joined by Ariel Morales, MD, uh, pain management. That's right. Uh, he's working in Palm Beach County right now? Yes, Palm Beach County. Palm Beach West County. Palm Beach. That's right. West Palm. Okay. And you do pain management? Yes. Where did you do your, your schooling, your residency? Where'd you do all that yeah, stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, a, a, a little bit about me, you know, I'm, I'm a Hispanic background. I was born in Cuba. Hey, um, sabe. Uh-huh. So we got to represent, you know, I, I went from the grassroots, Hialeah, where we kind of all congregate, you know? Okay. Um, and yeah, I grew up, I'm a T-bred. I graduated from uh, Hialeah High School. So oh, okay. T-bred love to all the listeners. Oh, you there know? you go. And, uh, it, you know, it, it was a kind of a, a weird path to medicine. Um, I initially didn't know I wanted to be a doctor. Um, when I graduated high school, I didn't go to school right away. I wasn't the traditional kind of uh, medical school applicant. Um, I started doing sales, telemarketing. Uh, wow. I did really well in sales. I, I And I had that kind of human connection that I really enjoyed. And that's what got me back to school. And I got back to okay. school to do an MBA and kind of pursue that that avenue. And okay. then I sat down, um, took a science course, man, and I, I just fell in love with it. Mm. And, and I realized I kept taking more science and more science. And then medicine really made sense. It was the perfect interface between that human element and that mm. people uh, that I really enjoyed, that people okay. aspect, and then the science aspect. So it's a perfect combination. That, that cool. led me to pursue a career in medicine. Cool. Um, I, I ended up going to University of Miami for medical school. Okay. Um, so much love. Always. It's all about the U. That's right. And, uh, you know, I went to FIU. We got in a big fight. I think our football teams, but uh, either way, it's all good. One of my best friends went to FIU, man. So Uh, we got a lot, we got a lot of love for you, for you guys. Um, and then, you know, after medical school, I went, I, I, I applied and was fortunate enough to get into Harvard. Um, I did my residency at, at Mass General Brigham. Okay. Um, which is one of the, the uh, parent hospitals of uh, Harvard Medical School and okay. uh, stayed on there and did my interventional. I, so my, my residency was in anesthesiology. So I'm an anesthesiologist okay. um, as well. And then I did a fellowship in interventional pain management at, at okay. Harvard as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. I stayed so on board. two programs that you did? Two programs. That's right. Okay. That's right. So wow. it's it's a four-year anesthesia residency. And then there's an additional year for, for interventional man, pain. It's a lot of schooling. It's a lot, man. These people don't understand. It's a lot of schooling. It's a lot before you really get out there on your own. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's four years of undergrad, you know, four years of medical school. There's usually a year in between that. So that's Mm -hmm. already nine years. Then you go back four more years for residency, another year fellowship. It's a long haul. And don't let this guy's good looks fool you. He's 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 40. Oh, yes. I I got to throw it out there because I didn't believe it. I I just turned 39 yesterday and I go, this is BS. I don't believe it. You look great, too, man. It's the Hispanic genes. You know, (laughs) that's what it is, man. We keep it good. Thanks, man. Um, But yeah, I stayed on on staff for a couple of years, you know, at at the Brigham. Um, I was an an associate um, professor of anesthesia there. And it was was a fantastic experience. Um, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I came back home, man, you know, to my people, my family's here um, and just my up, my brain, my upbringing. So it was it was an honor to come back. Cool. Yeah. Is that a was that a culture shock to go from not even my Miami, but Hialeah to Harvard? Was that a culture shock for you? I have to say that it was. Yeah. I have to say that it it's was very, I would assume, Anglo, like very different. Yeah. You know, very Anglo people. there are just, just different. They're colder. You know, there's not mm. that kind of warmth. That the weather people, too. <laughs> they, that's probably what it is, man. Yeah. I don't know if there's an influence of, of the weather. I'm sure there is. 
Um, but it was a big shock. You know, yeah. you had to learn to kind of be a chameleon and and mm. fit into certain groups. Um, but I mean, frankly, I had the best experience there. They accepted me with open arms. They were oh. all very curious about my background. Um, mm. I learned a lot from them, you know. So. How many people thought you were related to Pitbull? Uh, everybody always said 305. <laughs> My cell is 305. So, yeah, you know, yeah. every, every time they saw that, they're yeah. like, Mr. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Miami. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's okay. how it started, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, so uh, you got the residency program, um, anesthesia. anesthesia. Um, the other one was what? Interventional pain Interventional management. pain, yeah. which is, which is um, can you explain the difference between what people normally consider pain management, like pills to right. interventional pain? Can you explain that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and you know, at, at, at the institution where I train, we, we take great pride in that, um, that a lot of the management that we do for our patients, number one, it's state of the art. Number two, it's evidence-based medicine, right? So there's, there's research, um, mm -hmm. and, and there's a component of that that's very important, but most importantly, uh, it, it's heavy, uh, procedural, so in other words, we treat pain ailments um, with with various uh, injections, um, you know, it, it, therapies that are very nuanced, you know, anything from spinal cord stimulators to intrathecal pump therapy um, to various forms of injections um, with with a lot of different uh, formulations of medication. So everything makes a difference. You know, everything okay. that you do. Um, depending on what your target is, can really change the outcome of the procedure, even though it, traditionally you'd view it as the same procedure. Okay. But there's nuances to it that I think are very important. And okay. uh, yeah, we, cool. we did a lot of that. Cool. So you were telling me um, you guys do, well, you do facet injections. Absolutely. Epidurals. Absolutely. Rhizotomies. Yes. Um, and then you do some other stuff that I was like, wait, what? Well, you do spinal yeah. cord stimulators, which which is becoming really popular or has been popular right. but is, 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 it seems like, um, more commonplace now. Right. And then you said you were doing, um, fecal sac. Yes. Intrathecal pump therapy. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about everything, you know, we treat, there's, there's different kinds of back pains, for example, and just to stay with the spine, um, you know, facet injections are geared more for axial low back pain. In other words, back pain that doesn't go anywhere, right? The back okay. has joints that are diarthreal. In other words, there's, there's synovial fluid, just like your knee joints, just like your knuckle joints, those joints can become sprained, you know, from an accident, um, from wear and tear, right. From arthritis and facet injections are really geared towards treating that kind of pain. Okay. Um, if you do well, then you're a candidate for a rhizotomy, which okay. is where we burn the little nerves that go to those joints and you get relief for a very long time of that kind of back pain. Okay. Um, you know, we, uh, I also do, like you mentioned, spinal cord stimulation. I think that that that's very nuanced now. We're learning a lot more, um, especially with the targets, with the location of where we place the leads, um, the target cells, the, you know, the bandwidth, the frequency of the electrical stimulation that we're using, all of that makes a difference, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and we learned a lot from, from the history of, you know, the, the, the quasi results. But now when we target the right, the right area and the mm -hmm. right uh, diagnosis, we get excellent results with that. Okay. Um, so you really, and then if we're to, to answer your question about the intrathecal therapy, um, you know, intrathecal therapy is really a delivery method for pain medication that obviates or limits the need for the systemic circulation of the pain medication. So when you take an oral medication, it goes through first pass through your liver, it's metabolized, very little 
gets to the target area. If you have knee pain, for example, when you take it, very little gets to your knee pain, right? It's all metabolized okay. and it's it, there's a lot of side effects that come along with it and a lot more tolerance. In other words, your body gets used to that same dose of medication and you're going to need more to get the same effect. Okay. With intrathecal therapy, you deliver it right where the problem is, right? The motherboard, right? The central nervous system. That's okay. where opioids really have an effect. Um, so delivering it there reduces the amount of medication that you need by a factor of a hundred, sometimes more, depending on the medication that you use. Okay. Um, I, I use that, you know, to wean patients off of opioid medication. So if okay. you're on very high oral doses, you're going to need a fraction of that with intrathecal therapy. Um, okay. you don't have to, you know, continue to go to the pharmacy, get your medications every month. So it, it removes a lot of the, the kind of stigma and negative aspect of patients that really do need pain medication. And they've mm -hmm. been on it for a long time. They have a lot of pain syndromes that require that kind of treatment. Mm -hmm. So this is a good option for them. And in addition, I, I'm very passionate about cancer pain. Okay. Um, and you know, all of these patients can greatly benefit from intrathecal therapy because at some point, particularly, you know, um, end stage cancer, you, mm -hmm. you're going to need pain medication. And this is by far the best delivery method. So I take okay. great pride in that. Yeah. Cool. So, um, would you consider that, uh, a focus of your practice is treating cancer patients? Yes. Yes. It's one of the okay. focuses of my practice, okay. you know? Um, and it's something, like I mentioned, I'm very passionate about, I trained where I trained, uh, Dana Farber is one of the best cancer institutes in the world, really. Okay. So we did a lot of cancer pain, a lot of palliative pain. Okay. Um, and we saw a lot of these patients and helped, helped them out a lot. Not only with the intrathecal therapy, we do all kinds of things for them, right? Um, you know, nerve ablations that they, that they need, uh, sympathetic blocks, you know, a lot of different things, depending on where the cancer is, where the pain is being generated, what kind of pain it is, you know, is it visceral pain coming from inside patients mm -hmm. that have you know, uh, malignancy in the colon, for example, mm. you can get a lot of pain. There's a lot of different procedures that we do, but intrathecal therapy, I would say is the base for all of that. Okay. Um, so I, I'm, I am passionate about cancer pain, man. I think, I yeah. think, uh, every, everybody, you know, with, with cancer should, uh, should have some dignity in that and, and, and have some quality of life is the most important thing for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. And, um, another part of your practice, you guys treat, um, obviously chronic pain, but someone who's injured in a car accident, stuff like that as well. Absolutely. Um, and that's a very important aspect of what we do. I mean, we understand, um, the, the injury focus, the cause of the injury and really how to treat it. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, in Florida spine associates, we have an excellent group of physicians that are all very highly trained. Um, you know, we have a bunch of guys like three of us are trained at Harvard. You know, we have uh, Stanford, a bunch of Ivy league schools. Okay. Um, so every, everything is very evidence-based and we, we treat all kinds of pain from, from accidents, traumatic pain, not only pain in the spine, even though that's what our name really highlights. Mm -hmm. Um, but we focus on pain coming from anywhere, you know, a shoulder injury, an elbow injury, mm -hmm. um, various kinds of injuries. We, we okay. deal with it all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, your particular office is in where my particular office is in West Palm beach. West Palm. Do you yeah. know the other offices you guys have? You got yeah. a lot. Yeah, we have, we have quite, quite a few offices actually all the way from Fort Lauderdale up to Northwest West Palm beach where I am at. Okay. Um, I also work at the Atlantis office off of JFK Maine. Okay. Um, so we really, yeah, we really access that hospital as well. We have okay. all of the hospital resources there. You know, one of mm -hmm. my partners, Dr. Alam, who's orthopedic spine, he's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, he, he operates out of that hospital. You know, I see okay. a lot of his patients after. So 
it's uh it, it it's a good group and um and we offer excellent care man cool awesome and uh so uh you were talking about actual axle pain right yeah and that's like to just like the difference to that would be what radiating pain exactly like, right okay going exactly up and down. right okay. yeah so you know axial pain like i mentioned is really emanating from various sources right the most likely source is soft tissue injury particularly after an accident from okay. the jolting of the crash you know ligaments muscles get strained um and then beyond that you know facets can get strained just like you sprain your knuckle joint you know mm -hmm. playing basketball or anything like that you can also sprain the joints in your back and your neck and that can generate a lot of symptoms that typically stays there and okay. doesn't really go down an extremity there's some you know some radiation patterns into the shoulder into the buttock mm -hmm. um but then we we classify the other kind of pain the way we think about it is what we call radicular pain okay and that pain is really being generated by a compression of a nerve root i, got, I gotta tell you the radicular pain thing i've had clients tell me like i don't get it man why like what ridiculous like is it really yeah, I go, it is ridiculous uh, man. Like, i don't know bro i don't know where they came up with these we yeah. were talking about some of the other things this guy yeah. said he had a a torn labia in his shoulder and i go <laughs> you got a torn labia in your shoulder yeah. are you sure and he's like yeah man it's bad yeah. i was like oh i think you meant labrum <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a labrum yeah yeah that's so. that's hilarious man and those yeah. i mean those are the medical terms you know these guys name these these things kind of funny um but you know ridiculous from from the the, the term comes from the ridiculous nerve so that's what okay. we call these nerves that come out of the spine they're called okay. ridiculous nerves so the pain is kind of labeled that way, okay. ridiculous pain. Okay. And that's the pain that people describe as like, I get these shooting pains up and down my legs or uh, down from my neck down to my arms, uh, stuff like that. That's, exactly. Okay. Right. And a lot of you, you may hear like the common term is, oh, I have sciatica, you mm -hmm. know, everybody, you hear that oh, when you have pain behind your leg or something, everybody calls it sciatica. Mm -hmm. And that's a very specific diagnosis. You know, it could be sciatica. But um, the sciatic nerve is the the nerve that is formed by the junction of all those radicular nerves. Oh, so radicular okay. pain, you're really describing pain that comes from the spine, like a herniated disc during a car accident, right? Mm -hmm. These discs can herniate, man, from from the jolting of a crash. You yeah. know? Um, the disc, the, the way I always describe the disc is like a jelly donut, you know? So there's mm -hmm. a hard outer shell and a soft jelly middle. Mm -hmm. And once that outer shell is traumatized, um, that, that inner soft component can bulge out. That's what we call a herniation when mm -hmm. that soft component bulges out and it can press on neural structures, you know, nerves and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. And that causes pain that shoots down your leg or your arm, for example. Yeah. Okay. And you know, it's funny, man. Um, not all, but some, there was, there, there was a guy who's a chiropractor who, decides he's going to own, manage a pay management group. Mm -hmm. And he tells me, uh, listen, man, the doctor recommended um, facet injections, diagnostic in nature. And, uh, you know, my guy just left the group or whatever, but you're going to have to find somebody to do it. And I was like, uh, okay. I was like, facet. And this is when I was a brand new attorney and I had no clue what was what. Yeah. And he says, yeah, they're, they're, they're diagnostic in nature. And I was calling everybody. I don't know what this guy means. I, the guy didn't even know what it is. Facet injections are, and I don't think the patients understand this too, is, is they're, and I guess even an epidural, is they're, they're diagnostic and therapeutic, right? They're, yes. It's, it's a, hey man, we're going to try this one. If it works, that, then that means we're following the right path. It's related to your facet joint pain, right? Is 100%. That, is that how? 
That is exactly okay. right. And that's, um, I, I think that's a, a common, you know, misconception. And that's why it's so important to really explain these things to the patients, man, and mm -hmm. to build that, that uh, patient rapport, you know, so that they can really get on board with the therapy. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, essentially facets, the pain that comes from those joints in your back, we just call those joints facets, um, that pain is transmitted through a nerve. And that nerve is called the medial branch nerve. And okay. in order to really treat that kind of pain, you block the nerve. And okay. that's what we call, you know, a facet injection is, is kind of a term for it. In reality, it's a medial branch block. You okay. know, that's how we think about it in medicine. Okay. So if you block that nerve, patient goes home, he had terrible pain. 15 minutes after the procedure, after I put anesthesia in there, the pain should be resolved if the pain okay. is coming from those joints. Okay. And then, you know. For how long? So that's, that's a good question, you know? So the, the, then that's where you got into the, the whole therapeutic component of it. That's, that depends if the patient improves, you already got the diagnostic benefit. And in reality, that's all that matters because okay. if you don't get the therapeutic benefit, in other words, if it doesn't last more than 24 hours, as long as the numbing medications there, when the numbing medication goes away, the pain comes back. It then, wears off. It wears off in twenty four hours. It wears off in about okay. twenty four hours. Sometimes even less, and that's okay, okay right? Mm -hmm. That's why patients. Some patients don't understand, and they're like, "Oh, this injection didn't work." But you really have to tease that out. Did you feel better even for eight hours? Mm -hmm. Yes, I felt great for eight hours. That that's a positive injection, right? Okay. What that means is that we need to follow up with the long term fix, which is the rhizotomy or the radio okay. frequency ablation. So instead of numbing that nerve. We, we cauterize that little nerve. It's only there to transmit pain. You don't need it for anything else. And it doesn't grow back for a very long time. And you get relief for a very long time and really give your body time to heal, give those joints time to heal, particularly after a motor vehicle accident or traumatic oh, that's, event. That's interesting. I never thought of that. But, um, you know, I have a lot of people, oh, well, they told me it'll last like up to a year or maybe two years if I'm lucky. Yeah. Uh, and then it's going to regrow, regenerate. That's right. But they never mention uh, what you just said, which is, well, it's going to give you during that time, your body's going to heal as well. And you're exactly. going to live without that pain and you can maybe like restore function and exactly like right. This. That's okay. your opportunity, really, man, when when these patients improve and get better mm. um, to strengthen your back, you know, to do some good therapy, to continue your range of motion exercises and really give your body time to heal okay. and the ability to heal. If you're in terrible pain, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to do anything. Right. right. So you're not going to walk. You're going to get weight exactly get worse okay so gotcha. this is really like a bridge to to you know a better outcome which which is healing okay. of your body wow that's the I, i've done a bunch of these with pain management i've never had anybody explain that to me where it gives you time to heal and uh, maybe restore some things in your life maybe uh get to the gym or at least go for a walk or something you know just uh strengthen maybe do pt right like strengthen exactly all the muscles and stuff yeah. like that. And okay. that's the key. And I always tell my patients that, you know, now, now that you have some form of temporary kind of solution, now you give your body time to heal and the things that your body needs to heal, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the therapy, staying active, range of motion. Okay. You know, all that, all that good stuff. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. Uh, so doc, tell me, um, one of your patients, can you just give us a story maybe about one of your patients and uh, some of the benefits they had or some story that they gave you about how it improved after a procedure? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, one, one patient comes to mind, uh, this is an older gentleman, um, had, you know, multiple revision surgeries of his spine complicated by chronic intractable pain that really 
didn't get better. He was on high dose opioid medication, mm. multi, a bunch of different kind of medications. So he had a bunch of surgeries to his back. Exactly and still right. Still having pain. Still having terrible pain. Quality of life was terrible. He also had damage to his peripheral nerves. So his nerves in his feet, okay. what we call peripheral neuropathy. It causes burning, stinging. I mean, he had a terrible quality of life. Neuropathies where it feels like a bunch of ants biting your feet That's constantly. Exactly right. like, or like if you fall asleep on your hand and your hand wakes up super numb. Exactly right. right. And burning and, and just t- a terrible sensations. Um, and it kept him up all night. And that's, mm. you know, one of his primary complaints. And he came to me and he's like, Doc, what do I do? You know, I've had multiple surgeries. Nothing's helped. I've had injections. Mm. Nothing's helped. Um, and he was an excellent candidate for what we talked about, that intrathecal therapy. Okay. Uh, so I did a trial for him where I just put a little bit of medication where the the, the target interest uh, target is. And he had excellent benefit. He came back. He said, Doc, I felt better than ever. I had my first night's sleep. And as long as I can remember, wow. I want to proceed. So I put in the uh, intrathecal device and he's been doing so good. He went to North Carolina, you know, um, which was one of his dreams with his wife and, Mm -hmm. you know, stayed at a log cabin and did things that he had been planning and had been unable to do for years. Wow. Um, So it was very satisfying to me. He's like, you know, my neuropathy, that sensation in my feet is virtually gone. So he's able to sleep at night. Um, He cut out the oral medication completely. I mean, it's a really... Excellent success story, man. That just wow. you know, motivates me to keep keep going. That's cool, man. It's those stories that uh, that keep us doing what we do and and keep us passionate about what we do. So Absolutely, that's, that's cool. Um, but explain this device to me because you said you said pump. So mm-hmm. um, is this like a twenty four hour device that they wear? Yeah. So that's is a great question. It is. That's okay. a great. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, we call it a pump because it administers medication continuously. Mm-hmm. So in other words, constantly giving medication um, at a defined dose that, you know, we, we plan ahead of time very carefully and monitor very carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so they don't have to take the oral medication. In addition, they have essentially a cell phone where they can, you know, give themselves an extra dose of medication if they're going to go out for a walk, go play golf, something that really limits them, right? Okay. And they give themselves an extra dose of medication that we coordinate ahead of time. Everything is done very scientifically and safely. Okay. Um, and then they can they can do that. The device is implanted subcutaneously, so under the the skin and soft tissues. Okay. Um, like, usually on the side of the abdomen. Okay. And then I uh, there's a small little catheter that that's what administers the medication in the back in the spine. Oh, okay. Right? So it's a very simple surgery. Um, it, it it it's not long. And it's a day surgery. Patients come in and they go home, you know, probably about a couple of hours after the procedure is done. So okay. very, very straightforward in that respect. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of people think these surgeries are, man, super complicated. And, you know, I, I'm going to lay in the bed for a month afterwards. And I go, I go, listen, this, this guy does this. He does five of these a week yeah. for years. Yeah. And by the way, he did all these years of school to get there. So it's not like, you know, he just got his uh, McDonald's degree right. and, and here he is now, you know, doing these procedures. I go, this, this is what they do on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, you know, it's no different than something that you do in your life over and over and over again. You're good at it. You exactly know, exactly right. And, exactly right. Whether and, you're, yeah. I mean, you know, a mechanic, whatever you do, you've practiced your trade, you've perfected it. You know, if you're good at mm-hmm. it, right. And yeah. in medicine, there's always that standard that you have to be good to move mm-hmm. on to the next level. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. It takes a lot of training. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. People are, they're always worried about, uh, you know, in my opinion, they're stuck in this mindset from 20 years ago 
or someone gets a back surgery and they're in the hospital for a month. It's like, no, nowadays for most surgeries, you go home the same day. If you maybe you're a high risk, uh, uh, elderly, diabetes, things like this, maybe you stay in a hospital for a few days to monitor, right? right. For most, for most of these right. But most of your procedures are same day. Same day. Right? All of all of my procedures okay. are same day, I would okay. say. And, yeah. um, you know, it, we've learned a lot, man. Like you said, you know, 20 years ago, we thought that keeping the patients in bed was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Now we know it's not a good idea. Yeah. We want these patients moving as quickly, as soon as possible, you know, mm-hmm. prevent complications that are not even related to the surgery, you know, like mm-hmm. deep, you know, clots in your legs, okay. things that can get uh, unnecessarily complicated by keeping patients sedentary. You got to okay. get get moving. You know, the body's meant to move. We are meant to walk. That's right. in our genes, in our DNA. Wow. And that's, that's what we have to foster in medicine, you know? Cool. Awesome. Sure. And that's a great story about that guy. I like that. That's, that's cool. Cause I, you know, sometimes every now and then you come across, I come across people who are just, um, they're just miserable. They did the surgery they were recommended. They did the procedure they were recommended and they're, um, just not getting any better. And sometimes you're like, man, I don't know. I don't know what to do for you. You know, right. um, I'm sorry. Like, something I could do. Um, but, uh, that's a great story. I like that story. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, for the people who are watching, they want to know more about you. What do you like to do outside of medicine? What's your passion? What do you like to do for fun? Yeah, that's a great question, man. So, I mean, I, I, in another life, I always say I, I was going to be a musician. You know, I play guitar. Oh, okay. um, I'm very passionate about it. Uh, since oh. I was like 12 years old, I've been playing guitar. My grandfather was involved in the music industry. Um, so it's, oh, cool. it, it was really kind of my upbringing. Um, I was that kid, you know, in the talent show, the rock band, <laughs> all that stuff in high school. So it was a lot of fun. I still play. I play a lot. Um, yeah. you what know, classical, guitar? classical okay. guitar, electric guitar. I play, I play it all. Wow. I enjoy it all. Um, and we need him to bring his guitar so we could get it on, uh, what, what do you, what do you, I'll what's rock your, out, man. yeah, yeah. What, like what, what kind of music do you like to play? Like what? I, I could play anything, you know, anything from classical music to, I mean, I'll play a good star spangled banner for you guys, you know, kind hey. of Jimi Hendrix style. Okay. Uh, there's a, there's, I, I love it all, man. I, yeah. I really do. Stairway so. to heaven. Oh yeah. yeah. Stairway to heaven. Yeah. All the classics, man, yeah. you know, and then I'll uh, for your, for the kind of classic metal listeners. I play a lot of old Metallica stuff, which is some of the nice. best rock music. Yeah. Um, and, and, and technically challenging on the guitar. It's, it's awesome. And it sounds so good. Li- like live, it's very different than hearing it on a record. When you hear somebody play it in front of you, you're like, Whoa, that's, that's really cool. Nice. So, that's cool. We'll jam out, yeah. man. I, bring yeah, it I love, up. Bring I love, it. I love me some Metallica. I don't look like it, but I like, I like Metallica yeah. Sandman. I, I, uh, I grew up on that stuff. Uh, Puppet Master. Yeah, and, man. And stuff. It's a classic. They're classics, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Guns N' Roses. I was, I was oh, yeah. Like, Welcome to the jungle. It's like, oh, yeah. wow. you got to hear me play um, that. Yeah. It's fun. Okay. There we go. All right. Cool. We got it. Yeah. Let's <laughs> we'll do, do a little talent show at one of these things and we'll have him come with the guitar for sure. <laughs> let's do it. Man. I'll bring my scuba gear and just like breathe with the regulator on outside of the water. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> you got to teach me how to scuba, man. Oh, dude. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I yeah. love the ocean, man. I yeah, love it's it. Beautiful. You know? It's beautiful. I, I got to show you some of the videos I got. Um, it's like a, a whole new world. Just like, just like the Little Mermaid said, it, it really movie. is. Yeah. Well, well, look at that; it's poetic. My name, Ariel. You know, it's a <laughs> hey, whole new world, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, um, awesome, man. That's great. And um, yeah, looking forward to um, seeing more of you. We just met at the WorkCom conference. That's what I love about this conference: is you get to meet new people. That's right. Um, uh, it's uh, an informal setting. You can just meet people and and uh, build relationships. And and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for being on the podcast. Likewise, Abe. thanks for it's coming by today. An honor and a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Thanks. All right.